Hello and welcome to episode two of Listen In Training Podcast. I'm Matt Shallow, your host, and this week's episode is entitled Evolution, Not Revolution. Uh, in this episode, we're going to be talking about the uh, ACF syllabus, uh, some of its progress and development. Uh, my guest this week is Deputy Commander Cadet Brigadier Williams, who's going to be giving us some of his insights into the syllabus, as well as a little bit around the wider cadet experience. I'll also um, give you a couple of updates on a few things that have been happening, what's been going on around the um, around the country, and then I've got a couple of questions which came in, which I'm really looking forward to answering, and hopefully being able to uh, provide some guidance. So let's jump into episode two. Listen in, everyone. Since episode one, I've been really busy, uh, with my primary focus being on some of the CFAV-led courses and the ACF syllabus. But I was also able to find a little bit of time in the window to pop in and visit the AIC run by uh, the cadet training team in Headquarters Southwest. It was really great, and I spent about an hour with the team primarily talking to the uh, students, but I also got the opportunity to have a chat with the CTT instructors, and it was quite insightful. They were able to give me their views on how they felt a restructured program was working, kind of under COVID restrictions, Uh, and interestingly, some of the feedback that I got from the students is that they they were still enjoying it, which is really good, and they were really grateful that we were able to still run a course and allow them to progress. So massive thanks to um, the CTT in HQ Southwest. And uh, I, from what I hear, all the students did really well on their ISC. So well done, guys. Um, it was really, um, really great to meet you. Despite everyone feeling the slight Zoom fatigue, I had a really productive meeting with the KG6DS team uh, in preparation for the first virtual delivery of the KG6 course in December. Uh, it was really great to catch up with the team, uh, really keen to hear some of their thoughts and for what we could incorporate into the um, program, how that's all going to work. And uh, we've now kind of set ourselves up ready to um, deliver the first course in December. I'm really looking forward to it and I know the team are too. So we've had an awful amount of bids come in. I think I had over 70 bids for for 40 spaces. So apologies for those of you who didn't make it onto the course this time around. Um, I have got quite a lot of uh, a bit of a backlog of people wanting to get on courses. So please bear with me while I I try and find time to to fill all these courses uh, and kind of make space in the calendar. But the first ones are kind of kicking off in December and we'll see what happens into 2021 as to whether we deliver them virtually or whether we're able to go back into Fremont Park. Uh, But it's really great to see my team, a really good um, conversation and uh, lots of positive, exciting things ready for the um, course in December. I also popped into Fremley Park uh, earlier this month where I got to spend some time with the TDT and we looked at the ACF syllabus. Um, It was a really productive and useful morning we had where we just looked at the structure, we looked at how things were coming together, what was working, and there's been a couple of areas that we weren't so happy and content with. Uh, So we kind of focused our minds on that uh, as a team and we've managed to um, make some really good progress with them, particularly around the leadership and the healthy living. More on that will come out when I chat to the Brigadier uh, later in the episode. What we've now got in place, I think is really great and I think it's going to be absolutely brilliant once we start uh, releasing the content out to everybody.
In uh, this episode of uh, Listening, we're joined very kindly by uh, Deputy Commander Cadets, as Brigadier Williams. Um, uh, sadly, we can't get together uh, because he's, um, he's away and he's very busy, but he's taken time out of his really busy schedule to join us for this episode. Um, as I said earlier in the episode, we're, we're focusing primarily today on um, talking about the syllabus and where it's going, what it's looking like, and uh, what it means for our, our cadets and our volunteers out there. So, um, sir, thank you very much for joining us. Um, I'm going to jump straight in and I'm going to ask you kind of one of the first questions, which is uh, the syllabus has undergone some really rigorous transformation. Um, how do you feel the changes being introduced are going to fit into a modern cadet force? I wouldn't say rigorous, actually. Um, what I think we've done is we've brought it up to date to reflect that that's required for a contemporary youth organisation. Um, I think we've brought in certain important subjects which hitherto we'd I think we we dabbled in but we hadn't really majored on it and one of those is uh, which is one of the things that I'm really excited about is is linked to mental well-being healthy minds healthy living and you'll remember from for those that did the mental um mental awareness course as part of the guinness world record um attempt which of course we we secured we where did, they were yeah. talking about the five steps and you know connect be active take notice keep learning and give all of those apply across the syllabus so if you say rigorous actually the intellectual rigor the intellectual rigor here is somebody has thought about what we do has realized the importance of mental well-being and said do you know what all of those five steps are covered in the syllabus so there's been a bit of intellectual rigor applied in that we've looked at this and said you know mental well-being mental awareness is really really important and but we do it now all of those points, all of those steps are covered in the syllabus. So we're being more creative. We've now got to produce the aid memoir to help the adults to just signpost. Um, so it's not by, via osmosis. But that, if you might say, is the rigorous transformation, bringing in new areas. But, but actually the syllabus, and some people think this is revolutionary, it's not. It's just an evolution. Everything that, that was always there is still there. Some of it's just been repackaged. Uh, I agree. And I think it's really interesting that you, you talk about this sort of the evolution of it um, because, you know, it, it, it's grown. It hasn't grown in size. It, it hasn't grown in content. It's just, uh, it, you know, like I said, it, it's made fit for purpose for, for a modern um, youth organisation. Yeah. And, and I think the other chain, key change of part of that evolution then, Ant, is that, We've built on the great work that Ian Holmes had delivered and we've, we've created this writing team. So we've resourced it. We've had people who day to day can immerse themselves in it to bring it to the level it needs to be at before it goes live. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, that's testament to, you know, to a lot of the work that I've seen recently, you know, working with Sierra from park uh, and the team over there, you can clearly see where we've spent time and effort and where we've really thought about bringing those elements together uh, to make it, to make it, to make it exciting. What would you say is the golden thread that runs throughout our syllabus? 
Leadership. When I reflect on the finished product on Master Cadet courses, I don't see senior cadets in front of me. Actually, I see leaders. Every single senior cadet on a Master Cadet course is a leader. It's incredible what we deliver, what the, the, the product that comes out of the Army cadets. That then then says to me that throughout everything that we do, leadership and leader development is clearly evident. And so when you look at that, you've got to say, well, okay, what does that mean? Well, that means that, that leadership, whether it was intended to be that golden thread or not, is clearly there from the minute you arrive to the minute you leave. And what we're going to do now moving forward is just major on that inclusive leadership. We're going to formalize the instructional period on values and standards. Yes, it was always there, but we're going to formalize it, learn it, live it. Do you really apply it at a lower level? Then we're going to focus a little bit more on the Army Cadet Leadership Code in a way that we probably weren't doing before. But then leadership's everywhere. It's throughout every single aspect of that syllabus. And you see it, you, you know it as better than I do, Ant, because, you know, you're um, you know, a senior uh, adult volunteer. That's developmental across, across all of our cadets. And I, and I think that's, it's great to see that we're now kind of looking at that in, in, in more detail and actually able to sort of see that thread throughout the, throughout the piece. More formally than we have before, because like you said, it's always been there. And we know it's there, but actually we're now recognising that it's there. There's been some really, there's been some critical thinking, some constructive challenge that's taken place in the last couple of weeks. And, and you know, and, and that's made me reflect on the leadership piece. And at times, you know, I think we're shy in talking about leadership. We think, oh, what is it that you're all about? Oh, it must be field craft. It must be the shooting. Yeah, well, do you know what? We do field craft and we do shooting. We do it really well. But, you know, what we really do, we develop leaders. There's a great paper that's come out of the Army Leadership Center recently, which was um, uh, a piece by Major General Charlie Collins, who's the General Officer Commanding uh, the 1st Division based in York. And, and, uh, and he is passionate about leader development and that comes through his paper you know this is something that we all need to take an interest in and and think about on a regular basis because you can learn all the time It segues quite nicely into the, the wider cadet experience, and, and we, we talked about the cadet experience. And you know, leadership is is I guess one of the one of the outputs, one of the pillars of all of that. Um, and I know I know you've done um, a lot of work yourself on on uh, what our purpose is, what the what is the cadet experience, and what does it really mean. Um, so, w- what does the cadet experience mean to you? It's um, the cadet experience is what we deliver. How we deliver it is the core APC syllabus. 
and then the electives, the offer is incredible. It really is when you look at what is there and it can, it, it just inspires you to achieve. And so when you think of it in those terms of the what is the cadet experience, the how is the syllabus and the electives, you've got to come back to, well, but why do we do it? And you know that the why is because we set people up for lifelong success. So everything that we do within the what and the how links back to the setting people up for lifelong success. You know, we've said kind of at the heart of, you know, at the heart of the kid experience, we, we talk about lifelong success uh, or setting people up for lifelong success. Um, can, can you kind of talk me through that? Talk me through how you kind of how you got to that, how you see that. So, in fact, and yeah, and actually just come back to that, for you, the, your final point you made. Because I just think it's probably worth going through this again. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, the, what we do, what we deliver is the kid experience. Yes. The how, the how we deliver it, is the syllabus, is the electives. Why we do it, though, is because we set people up for lifelong success. And that comes down to the opportunity that exists within the how, the life skills that we give to people. I mean, you just have to look at first aid. We are, we are saving lives weekly. Cadets and adult volunteers are being recognized for their abilities to save lives. Well, that's going to set you up for lifelong success because wherever you go, if you come across an incident, you'll deal with it. And the reason you'll deal with it better than others is because you're also a leader. So leadership, everything we do is about developing the leader in our cadets, but also within our adults. People talk about IoT. IoT is the course for life. And it's been transformed itself to, again, help our adult volunteers become better leaders, which will enable them to be better volunteers, which links back to lifelong success because it will apply in the civilian world. And you know that within our purpose, we talk about we inspire to achieve still because that still holds true. Our charter still holds true. But what we're doing is we've just had a look at it and said that this is why we do it. And we shouldn't be shy we shouldn't hold back on saying this that's why i've developed that hashtag lifelong success and interesting enough the general and others are now using it because they see it they say yeah i think we, we just it's that realization as in developing to be a contemporary youth organization hey this is why we do it we set people up for lifelong success and i think our, our senior cadets when they leave they will go on and do amazing things and i see some of our some of the adult volunteers who I see now who have gone through some of the training we deliver, we really are investing in them as well, which I think is, is great. And, and we mustn't underestimate the ask of our adult volunteers. No, sure. Uh, that, that, that's very true. And I think, you know, as an organization that has, you know, its CFAVs and its, its cadets at, at its heart, where we are setting people up for lifelong success, we are also one of the best kept secrets. You know, not so many people don't know we that, that what 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 we do and why we do it. 
you know it's 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 such a although we're such a big organ we are a big organization it could be even bigger but actually you know and i know this from personal experience i knew nothing about the cadet force when i was until i was 16 and a half years old um and by that point i only had a short period of time left to you know to be actually to be a cadet um so it's about spreading that word and and allowing society and the community to know that we're here we're a community cadet force and we set people up for lifelong success oh and look at all this offer you can do you can do all of this you can go adventure training you can get qualifications you can become a better person you can develop and i think that's that's really i mean it's awesome it's it's really cool it is and and it's and and it's just great being part of this organization you know it's i think it is you're right it's about the the secret but I would just want to say, um, our cadets and other volunteers don't want to be thinking that this is revolution. It's evolution. The good bits we kept, you know, the syllabus, actually on the face of it, has not really changed. But there's been subtle changes, really important changes. So we're focusing in different areas. As I said before, we're bringing in new concepts. Um, We've really thought about how we resource aspects. So an adult volunteer and a senior cadet don't have to go away and make up their own lesson plan and the PowerPoint size, if that's what they want to use. It's all there. And we will continue to invest in the syllabus and the resources as we move forward because we owe it to the Army cadets to ensure that we've got that training team who is there looking at the syllabus, keeping it up to date, keeping it to match this contemporary youth organisation. Yeah, uh, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more. And you're having to do some as well with, your, with the Westminster team as well, which is uh, brilliant absolutely, as well. <laughs> absolutely. That, that's certainly keeping us busy as well. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, so uh, thank you. It's been it's been really great um, kind of chatting to you today and understanding, you know, uh, and kind of understanding from your perspective what, what this all means and why it's really important to us. And I think your message can cascade out to everybody. And, you know, what I really hope is that everybody understands it and therefore it gives us a common goal. You know, we're all in this to do the same thing you know the the, the agenda is not about us the agenda is not about you it's about us together as a community and how well we take that you know and, and deliver that to our, our, our adults and to our cadets brilliant thank well, you so thank you very much and um we'll um yeah we're, i'm sure we'll um hopefully get you uh, get you back on on some future episodes yeah. uh, and once we uh once we get the syllabus out there and it's going you know we'll um we'll, we'll certainly be getting lots of feedback but um from all of us here uh th- thank you very much So, my first question comes from Captain Christina Deans, who asks, I have a topic that I'd like to hear about on the podcast, and that is the new familiarization course that the Brigadier mentioned on the Area Commanders course. Do you know when the rollout date will be, and when can we see what the new package will look like? Christina, I'm hoping you've already seen this, but your um, answer to this is found in a briefing note that was released in September. And can be found on the resource center uh, the briefing note outlines the changes made to the famine assessment package overall uh, and now gives direction that the formal assessment is to be dropped it also shows uh, and explains what integral modules should still be delivered what are the recommended modules uh, and um, 
offers you some links to some templates and programs that you could look at which may be able to help you. The idea is that you as a county make the decision as to how you're going to do this. So whether that you, you know, you deliver a full famine assessment weekend uh, minus the residential overnight accommodation uh, or whether you kind of take advantage of uh, some online work, maybe a little bit of blended um, approach to it or, or, you know, however it works for you geographically. So do check out the um, Cadet Force Briefing Note that is on the Resource Centre uh, and this is in force now and applicable to all um, counties delivering the famine assessment package. Our second question comes in from Captain Chris Peacock and his is uh, relating to the ACSMS and Westminster. Uh, and Chris asks, with the introduction of the ACSMS, has there been any thought of how Westminster might support the new ways of working? I'm in the process of looking at how I might replace the G4 elements of the TAF process with something fit for purpose. During discussions around the practicalities of a new G4 booking process, the topic of Westminster access rights came up and the ability of activity owners to autonomously autonomously check qualifications of cadets and CFAVs. The solution suggested was for CFAVs to have one-up rights. So um, if I switch hats ever so slightly uh, in my day job, I am SO1IS for cadets branch and Westminster falls under my portfolio of applications. Um, there's two kind of questions in here, I think, so I'll answer them. I'll answer them independently. So uh, the first thing is, um, has there been any thoughts to how Westminster might support the new ways of working? Absolutely, yes. We are doing a lot of work um, in and around the activity side to not redesign anything, but to make Westminster uh, more supportive of the process. So if you look really closely at the ACSMS, it, it, it almost all really mirrors the way that Westminster works. So what we're doing is we're adding additional functionality to better to support that. So things like the ability to upload risk assessments to um, units. So, you know, if you select a training estate or establishment from the, the location select in, in the activity, you'll then be able to see the risk assessments and standing orders kind of associated to that. Um, there is uh, quite a bit of work that, that the team are doing, and this is all being done at the moment. So we'll be ready to support the um, the, the sort of aim dates of, of ACSMS full rollout for the end of January. Um, it's quite exciting, and it is, it is really kind of looking good. Secondly, in terms of CFAVs having one-up rights, we've thought about this already, uh, and we have tied this into the work that we're doing in and around the changes that are coming to how uh, user accounts are managed. So we're doing away with the current process of user accounts where that requires um, a user manager, usually somebody sort of a county or contingent level, to assign permissions to an individual. Going forward, this will become driven off your appointment. So you will need to have the most up-to-date appointments against your record and in that, when you are appointed as, in this case, if you, as a battalion training officer, you will get a set standard permissions that will allow you to conduct your role. Uh, they can't be sort of elevated. They can't be removed. Um, this is going to be apparent from detachment instructors all the way through to sort of the commandants uh, and, and the wider NAL and, and, and rail appointments. So this is a really good step 
for us to make sure that everybody has the right permissions in Westminster in order for them to do their roles. Um, so we have absolutely thought about this. It is incorporated in, in the changes that we're going to be making to the user permissions and the way that we do this under uh, sort of appointment based security. Uh, my team have worked tirelessly um, to kind of get this ready. So it, it's looking good and will work really well. Um, and we'll make sure that everybody has the right permissions to, to do this. So, Chris, absolutely, you know, we are um, we are making sure that Westminster fully supports the ACSMS process and makes it easier for CFABs. Um, if anybody does have, you know, any kind of views or comments on, on the ACSMS and, and the integration into Westminster, you know, they can kind of let us know. I'm more than happy to, to chat through that with anybody as well. Well, that brings us to the end of episode two, uh, and hopefully you'll see why it's called uh, Evolution, not Revolution. Um, uh, it's always quite tricky trying to find episode names. You'll see that I didn't give episode one a name. Um, I had considered calling it something like Death by Zoom, but it wasn't really Death by Zoomy. Um, anyway, uh, now I'm just rambling. So thanks all for um, for joining me this w week. It's not a week of this episode. Um and I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. I hope you found it useful. Uh, thanks very much for getting in touch with your questions. Uh, please do keep them coming in. I will try and feature uh, them on future shows. It's also really great to have something topical uh, to discuss. But equally, it also, um, you know, allows me to um, to kind of engage with you and, and, and chat. And I'm always willing to do that. So you can find me on um Twitter, if you want to get in touch, uh, that's CF Nat Training Advisor. Uh, if you've got an email address, by all means, drop us an email. Again, always more than happy to chat. So, all that's left for me to say is um, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed it and um, stay safe, whatever you're doing, and enjoy the return to training.